Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Red Sox On Deck Prospect Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Osgood, and after a very brief hiatus, back joining me this week is Shelly Verstrait. Shelly, what's happening? Good to have you back. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy to be back. Um, yep. I was really bummed to miss last week, um, but, you know, I, I got my second shot, so I needed to take, you know, just like some, you know, some PTO off the yeah, pod. Yeah, we need you know? at full strength. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, this is like the first, like, actual first week for this podcast. We actually have, like, real minor league baseball going on, so it's, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. I know. We have content. Keaton filled in (laughs) admirably for you last week, and we talked about um, two games total, two rainouts and two games that were played on night one, and that was... That was not the content that we have this week, so it's good to have you back at 100%. I did hear you the other day on the uh, Dynasty Guru, Dynasty's Child podcast, and you had some thoughts on the, the dropped third strike rule, <laughs> and I would love to just get a 30-second summary of that, uh, possibly for a different audience, because you were passionate about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, um, the drop 
third strike rule I, I, I think is a, a very, very, just a dumb rule. And I really feel bad for John Means because, in my opinion, he had a perfect game. And just, just knowing that a pitcher can be kind of penalized for having absolutely disgusting, nasty stuff where it actually fools his battery mate and he drops, you know, that third strike and it just like kind of like bobbles away and someone can reach first base um, after yeah. being struck out. Like, I, I think it's it's just an awful rule. Um, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a shame. Um, you know, it's got to be a perfect game, though, the whole team. It could be a ground ball to short and that guy throws it away and no longer sit in history. And I think of Pedro Martinez through nine perfect innings and mm. the game went to extra innings and he doesn't have a perfect game. So... Yeah. There's a few of those. That guy covering first when the Galarraga, right? The guy was out by two feet, and the umpire yeah. called him safe. And Oh, jeez, yeah. Yeah, mm. so John Means goes on a short list of uh, no hitters at least, but guys that got screwed a little bit there. So anyways, just starting off with some maintenance and reminders. If you enjoy what we do here, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you use to listen to the Over the Monster podcast. Uh, we have a couple other podcasts on this network, whether it's um, Over the Monster podcast with Matt Collins and Brian Joyner. We have the Red Seat with Jake Devereaux and Keaton Tarosher, And the Precap podcast with Shelly and Keaton as well. Starting off with some news and notes, uh, Brandon Workman is back. Of course, we'd be starting with a Brandon Workman discussion this week, but he's <laughs> back on a minor league deal. He threw an inning in Worcester yesterday. Um, reportedly didn't look too good. He was throwing in the high 80s and didn't have uh, much command going on. How excited are you about Brandon Workman? And just reminds me of that trade with Philadelphia last year. Didn't really work out too well for them. Yeah, it didn't work out uh, well for the Phillies, but it sure did work out well for us. Um, I guess I'm like semi happy that Workman is back, but I'm not expecting really anything, um, yeah. sadly, um, from him. Um, he didn't look good in Chicago. He hasn't looked good for a while. But, you know, I'm glad that he's back. You know, we're trying to give him a shot, maybe to see if he can put it back together. But, yeah, I'm not expecting much um, from Workman, sadly. Yeah, I think I'm with you. If they can find a little something, make a tweak who knows, could be a, a depth arm later in the year that at least has some experience if you had about four or five injuries. But he might be uh, on the way out of, uh, uh, you know, a few years of his career. Uh, Tanner Houck shut, shut down with a sore flexor muscle, and Connor Siebold also had some elbow pain. Uh, both of these downplayed a little bit. It seems like every pitching injury, and there are about double what there were in any other year um, across Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball. Um, but everyone's kind of downplaying it until there's a, a more serious diagnosis. Um, sounds like Seabold is rehabbing in Florida, hopefully throwing again soon. We'll see what happens with how Cora believes, said that he thinks it's a short timetable. Um, so any any thoughts on, on either of these arms or kind of just in general what we're seeing with so many pitching arm injuries um, throughout the league this year. Yeah, throughout the league, like it's been it's been really rough um, for pitchers and, and hitters to be honest. Like there's just been like so many injuries. 
Um, this Hulk and Seabold thing, honestly, came out of left field for me. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that they're um, kind of like minor injuries. I'm, I'm hopefully optimistic and, and trying to believe. And then Cora says, yeah, it's a sh- short timetable with Hulk with this sore muscle after he came back from a not-so-great outing um, in, in, in Worcester. Um, and then Seabold, it just definitely came out of left field. I was not expecting that at all. Um, so I'm, you know, crossing my fingers, crossing my toes, maybe even like crossing my eyes that, you know, that this really <laughs> is um, just yeah. a short time um, thing. But yeah. Well, yeah we've I, been talking quite a bit about the amount of um, how much more depth they have, uh, especially at starting pitcher with, with yeah. probably their sixth and seventh options in Hulk and Seabold. Um, so if they were both shut down or if they were out for an extended period of time and you're a couple months away from Chris Sale, all of a sudden your depth gets pretty thin. Um, so, yeah, we talked about Hulk a little bit last week. He had a subpar outing uh, in, in the first game on opening night in Worcester. And Keaton and I were kind of talking about a bit of a buzzkill. He'd been thrown in the major leagues for a while and had a long wait in between starts, so we thought that might have been part of it, but it could be a little more uh, having some pain. So, And then the other item is Danny Santana is continuing his rehab. Uh, he played in Greenville last week at high A. He's moving on to Worcester this week, uh, actually starting at third base on Wednesday night in Worcester. He had played second base and shortstop and center field in various games in Greenville. Uh, Cora was quoted to saying, just because he's there, that being Worcester, it doesn't mean that he's that close to being here. So doesn't sound like it, <laughs> he's going to be up this week, uh, for those of you who are hoping to jettison Franchi Cordero somewhere else. Um, but he only had 63 plate appearances last year, and w- when he got hurt at the end of last year, it was in August. So it seems like, you know, along with the, the injury that he had in spring training, that they want to see him get reps. Um so it will be interesting to see uh, when he's called up and if it's before somebody else. And that's a segue into, Shelly, who do you want to talk about first that interested you in the minor leagues over the last week? Anyone stand out, possibly a left-handed hitter in Worcester? <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe like this uh, Duran. Duran, uh, Duran, yeah. Duran, Duran. Duran, Duran, yeah. Uh, Jaron Duran kid, you know, um, he's kind of been doing uh, some things, especially recently. Yeah, and a couple of absolute bombs yesterday um, to right field. Seems like there's a bit of a jet stream when the wind's going to be blowing out. It's going to be blowing to, out to right field. And I don't think that that affected those those balls. I think the second one he hit specifically <laughs> off of a lefty, staying back over everything. Um, you know, I started to question my my May prediction and thought I was a little too over aggressive. But first topic I was going to have and ask you today is who's up first, Danny Santana or Jaron Duran? Yeah. Um, my head says Santana, but my heart says Duran. Um, I just, I, I mean, I, I sent you like video of that, that, that second bomb from, uh, from Tuesday. Um, and it just, just boom off the bat, off a lefty. It was just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I had to take Um, a walk after that. 
Uh, yeah, it was it was absolutely legit and just totally went out the park. Um, but I do think that we will see Santana before Duran. Like I, I do think that they're just gonna kind of give him just a little bit of run, see what they have there. I don't think that they're gonna see much, um, honestly, from Santana. Um, but I, I think that Santana's just gonna be like that little cushion before we actually get um, full blown Duran um, yeah. in Fenway. Oh, I mean, my question would be, why can't it be both? You know, they have, uh, they've really hammered home this 12 batters, 14 pitchers, and it doesn't seem like they've needed it. They haven't really been pressed in the bullpen and you can always Mm -hmm. make a switch and go back to it if you're in a pinch, but they've handled the bullpen pretty well. No one is overworked at all. And I would think that Santana and Durant can both come up when they're ready and go 13 hitters, 13 pitchers. It's about time for that. Um... I, I don't think that there. I think there are a few different options at the major league level that could, you could make that work. So I'm gonna stick with May. I'm gonna even if it's Memorial Day weekend, uh, it still works as sometime in May. I think it'll be up. Um, Duran was 0 for 11 to start the season with six strikeouts, uh, and then the last I think four games, eight for 17, three homers, four RBIs, six runs, uh, had five strikeouts. So he has 11 strikeouts total. It's definitely going to be in his in his game in some capacity, um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with May, and I'm gonna say they can both come up, and one shouldn't block the other from that happening. Yeah. Our other topic before we dive into some of the minor league action is some draft news, and I saw a tweet from the great at uh, Red Sox Stats account on Twitter. Uh, I was talking about the MLB Pipeline podcast, and. One of the quotes that was in there said, a scouting director who was not picking in the top four told me they are hoping that Lighter and Rocker go above because they don't want to take them and they don't want to be forced to make that decision. We've been saying all along, it's not a slam dunk. So that was the quote. Translation, someone in that five, six, seven range doesn't want to make that decision to take one of those Vanderbilt starting pitchers, Lighter or Rocker, um, hope they go earlier because they don't even possibly value them in that top four or six or eight. Who knows uh, what team that was that the scouting director was from. But that was a pretty shocking quote uh, for me to see today. I didn't know if, if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I remember listening to this podcast uh, uh, while I was uh, working out the other day. And I'm just like, oh, wait, whoa, what? What what did I just hear? You know, I had to like... Yeah, it was very casual. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, okay. But then like, they kind of like went and kind of like explained kind of like maybe what this scouting director was kind of thinking about because Rocker has been volatile throughout his, you know, collegiate career. And Lighter, um, while he has been, you know, lights out so far, he is kind of young. Um, um, I think he's like a, you know, a draft eligible sophomore. Um, he hasn't really pitched against SEC competition, and then you know he, you know, he didn't pitch this last week for for rest and all this other stuff. And also, he's kind of on the smaller side; he's about like a six foot kind of guy. So while he was after I heard that remark, I'm like, whoa, what? And then hearing the reasoning why, I'm like. Yeah, okay, I get that. But then I'm like, oh, maybe should we be 
should we be excited for taking lighter and rocker? But then I'm like, yeah. I, I'm totally fine with that. But it gave me a little bit of a pause to hear that. Yeah, should we have the same concerns? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it goes back to the the injury conversation that we had earlier, and it's a this goes this is every level. This is major leagues, this is minor leagues, it's college, high school, whatever. Everything was shut. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Down last March. And who knows what kind of workouts people were doing, how many simulated innings they threw, if they could throw it to anybody at all last March. You're ramping up. You're shutting down. Um, the other day, Rocker, you know, to, to some of the comments that they were making in this uh, MLB Pipeline podcast that I definitely recommend, uh, I think Rocker threw close to 110 pitches, had, mm-hmm. you know, five or six walks and five innings. Um, and then, as you mentioned, Lighter was shut down for a week. It seems like it might be maintenance, it could be workload, it could be something else that we don't know about because it was unexpected it was uh, he was scratched from his start the same day didn't give any injury reason or anything like that so definitely something to keep an eye on with both of those pitchers um but it doesn't surprise me and i i think it'd be easy to overreact with either of those i would step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply certainly take either pitcher at four and just know that they would have two, three years to build those inning counts back up and, uh, you know, hopefully stay healthy. But those are the risks you run into with taking pitching prospects and why they, they drop sometimes. Yeah. So I think our plan this week is to talk about AAA and AA uh, and then get into some of the lower levels next week. Um, AAA Worcester has gotten out to a 3-4 and four start and uh, AA Portland Sea Dogs are out to a 5-2 and two start. Uh, we talked about Duran Plenty. A couple other names at AAA that we want to keep an eye on. Jeter Downs is 6 for 28, 214 average in those first seven games, 13 strikeouts. Um, had a rough start similar to Duran. I think Downs was 0 for 10, Duran was 0 for 11 at the beginning, but in the last four games he has um, brought that up to 6 for 18 clip and a stolen base. and or Excuse me, three stolen bases. He had a stolen base in three straight games last week. So, you know, first couple games in real competition, Shelly, and I think that Duran and Downs are hopefully starting to hit a stride. We expect Downs to be a little bit behind, if it is this year at all, for him to get called up. Um, and then the last name, if you had any thoughts on it, any of these guys, uh, Renal Espinal, who we haven't spoken about at all, um, probably more like the ninth or 10th uh, depth arm. Um, he had his first outings, two outings since Tommy John surgery 22 months ago. Um, both were 
somewhat mediocre. He's given up four home runs and seven earned runs total over 11 innings. Um, but again, first two outings after surgery, uh, got through five plus in both of those. And at one point in last night's game, uh, had nine straight outs that he uh, retired nine batters in a row. So any thoughts on, on any of these guys at AAA? Um, yeah, I mean, it was really great to see Espinal just, you know, get at least two, um, you know, two outings out there and at least get some innings. Um, it's really good to just see him back on the mound. Um, yeah, it didn't really end up well, but there were, you know, a few little, you know, bright spots there. So that's definitely an eye, uh, a, a definitely a name to keep, you know, your eye out on. Um, and then when it came, you know, for Duran and Downs, um, I mean, their their first like couple matchups, you know, they had to go um, against uh, Nate Pearson and Alec Manoa. Um, so those are really two um, really, you know, really yeah. formidable uh, pitchers to go against. Um, yeah, so they, I can't really. Well, they'll both be in the big leagues this year. A hundred percent. So I yeah. don't really look into much of that. Um, but then, you know, how they've really turned it on recently. I, I, I feel really good about, really good about that. I think we will definitely see Durand, uh, very soon, um, Oh geez, yep. I'm still thinking about that that home run and just, <laughs> uh, um, um, but then you know Jeter Duran, uh, Jeter Downs, um, I, I I kind of expected him to kind of scuffle a little bit. Um, this is a yeah. really really big step up for him, so I, I yeah. think it's an okay um, start to the season. Yeah, we're not gonna have any hot takes after one week. Uh, it was good to see the new stadium. Uh, looks pretty state of the art. The pictures look good. Yeah. Um, seems like a little more construction uh, to go, but of course they got behind. They were on a pretty tight timeline over a couple of years and were delayed a few months with everything going on last year. But they definitely got got it ready. Had some festivities. Good to see Pedro throwing out first pitch and uh, a couple other folks there yesterday. So um, yeah, that was the the first home game was on Tuesday. Moving along to Double A, the Portland Sea Dogs. There's some interesting names that we have down here. Uh, their record is five and two. Um, Tristan Cassius is four for 22, eight strikeouts. Bit of a slow start, um, and his first go around at Double A, no home runs, two RBIs. Um, and Durbin Feltman, four innings, four hits, one run, no walks, nine strikeouts. And we actually talked Keaton and I about Feltman last week. Um, so Cassius, Feltman, and then a third name, Jason Rosario, we also talked about a little bit last week, 8 for 21, has five walks, a 500 on base percentage, and a steal. Um, any thoughts on, on these guys? We've talked plenty, especially about Cassius in the past, but good to see that Feltman, uh, who is a little bit older for a prospect, is starting to hit his stride, and uh, you know maybe we'll see him later this year. Yeah, yeah, I really hope that we see him later this year, and especially with the start that he had, uh, he's had at Double A. I, I do think so. I mean, you know, the back of our bullpen, you know, up in Boston has been really sketchy um, for the last like week or so. So if we can get like maybe Feltman, um, maybe Edward Bizzardo, um at some point. I know Bizzardo, I think, is in Triple A, um, but yeah, I just. Yeah, it's been a really, really good start for Feltman. It's been a slow start for Cassis. I still believe in the talent. Um, I just saw on Twitter that he just went just a humongous 
bomb in a game that they're currently playing. So, oh. uh, yeah, yeah, you're definitely have to check that out. Um, I just saw a video and it was just beautiful. Um, so he's starting to hit his stride um, here in Double A, and honestly, Jason Rosario has been the bright spot. I didn't expect him to get off to such a this hot start especially with the walks but i absolutely love to see it so i am really going to be watching maybe some more of these rosario um at bats uh later this week to see what he's doing because i've been really 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 impressed yeah and and how impressed have you been with the uh milb tv a lot of good camera angles and announcers down there yeah i i've been i have been really impressed um, because um, this is my first go around with this, so being completely sarcastic, but I mean, honestly, I have been impressed. Um, I I bought MILB prior to the shutdown, and some of the the camera angles, even in like high A, um, and just yeah. like low A, have been sketch. But it's been better than it was prior to. Um, COVID, so I'll give it that. <laughs> that's that's good to know. I have no frame of reference, and this is just me going back and forth between the MLB TV and yeah. the minor league one. So I'll uh, I'll I'll back off a little bit. Uh, <laughs> two other under the radar names um, for the Sea Dogs that I'd have to say neither of us knew a whole lot about. Uh, first one, Johan Miesis, twenty five year old outfielder. Um, he is hit four home runs with six RBIs and has five hits and five walks over the first week. So he has he's five for 19, 263 batting average with a 440 OBP. Those four bombs stuck out uh, just six games and six or seven games into the season. Um, looking into him a little bit, he was signed as a minor league free agent in February of 2020. Um, has above average power, which we're seeing. Uh, below average hit tool has a strong arm, um, was kind of considered a bit of a depth guy. Um, but in 2019, he was at AAA um, and hit 339 in 22 games to end the season after having a lower average at AA in 2019. So he hit 213 with the Springfield Cardinals, was called up to AAA and hit 339 there. Combined had 22 home runs in 2019. So be interesting to see. It seems like that power has carried over. And as we've said time and time again who knows what kind of workouts people are doing what changes we're going to see with a full year in between but this is definitely a, a name that popped up for me um and then the other one is uh jack lopez and he is eight for 19 421 batting average has one home run and nine rbis and he was actually called up from portland to worcester and is at second base and already has an rbi single at worcester uh, called up to the AAA team uh, Wednesday night. So uh, he was also minor league free agent and signed in January. He's 28 years old. Miasis is 25. Um, showed some power in uh, Gwinnett uh, the year before in 2019. Um, had 12 home runs, 57 RBIs, and a 273 average over 96 games. So seems like just kind of a couple of pop-up minor league free agents that they signed have had a good start um aren't on really any of the top 40 or 50 prospect lists that that you'll look around and see or that we haven't talked about either of these players but they certainly seem like two names to uh to mention this week 
Shelley, I don't know if you have any thoughts on Miasis or Jack Lopez. Uh, yeah, it's just like, this is, these are just like really, really good signings. Um, just kind of like org guys, as you said. Um, but even org guys can have like, they can become like some maybe like injury fill-ins to where they can really do something. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Jack Lopez has already been like promoted to, to AAA. So that's, that's really, really awesome. And just seeing how these guys, um, just really produced and we can just have just more depth. I, I yeah. love it. Yep. I, I agree. And, and we'll just keep an eye on these, on these two. Um, we're going to save the, the A levels for next week, but I wanted to bring up Jay Groom. He has had a, a multiple issues down there at High A Greenville. Uh, Greenville 2 and 5 so far. Groom started two of those games. In the opener, he pitched two innings, 10 base runners, quite a few walks, um, and gave up five runs. And then on Tuesday night, went two and a third, eight base runners four runs so 18 base runners in four and a third innings as an era of 18.69 which is not nice and he left with a <laughs> foot injury after a line drive last night um had to be helped off the field uh any thoughts on jay groom this is not the start we wanted to see for someone that is still in the top 10 prospect list and uh was really kind of had the most to, to gain or lose this year i feel like yeah yeah like this was basically grooms like make a break year i think with with the team um and this is definitely not how you want to start uh just having two clunkers um and then leaving like your last start with a foot injury um you know maybe like a bruised foot uh, or something like that yeah this is this was not what i was expecting at all um and definitely not what he was expecting um so yeah jake room is kind of honestly on shaky ground in my opinion with the team yeah and and i i think we we felt that way going in i i definitely still had hope because we've seen it we've seen both ends of things and showing up in shape out of shape but um 18 base runners at high a with i'm sure he's hoping to get at least to double a this year um over four innings adding injury to insult on the way out. So um, that's what we have this week. You can uh, follow me at BobOsgood15 on Twitter. You can follow, follow Shelly at ShellyV underscore 643. Uh, we both write at the Dynasty Guru and do some work here at Over the Monster. Anything that you want to plug or that you have coming out soon, Shelly? Uh, no, no, just, uh, just, um, just kind of like, uh, occasionally like, a an article here and there over at the Dynasty Guru. That's about it. There we go. All right. Well, it's good to talk about real live minor league baseball games and we'll dive into the lower levels a bit more next week. Uh, good to talk to you and, uh, we'll see everyone next week. Thanks. <laughs>